Episode 10 of the Goddess Archetype Code. So today, I just wanted to give you a little backstory. I want to tell you a little bit about my own journey, my own heroine's journey, and I want to let you know what I stand for and why I do this podcast and what I hope to accomplish. So what I stand for is radical self-love and empowering the feminine. And I want to change the world one woman at a time. You are listening to The Goddess Archetype Code with your host, Erica Randolph, an intuitive counselor and licensed trauma therapist. I use story music, and meditation to support emotional healing. Disclaimer, this podcast is not intended as therapy. Looking for the light, it's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day is outrageous, that's what the mad folks say. Who told you that you had sinned? We are divided, divided within. I really appreciate you coming on this podcast with me, listening and to the heroine's journey, listening to my ideas on how it is that we heal from emotional trauma, how we heal from dealing with difficult situations in our lives. And I do want to make a little disclaimer that even though I, my primary focus is on women, I do also realize that men also deal with a lot of the same issues. But for simplicity... I talk about women. Also, I am a woman, and I can speak from my experience in that sense. So let me just take you back a little bit. Back in the day when I was young, (laughs) you know, like so many people, I grew up in an abusive family. There was a lot of name-calling, yelling, a lot of physical abuse, going to school with bruises all over my arms because my dad beat me up that morning because I didn't get ready for school fast enough. You know, that kind of thing. Having my personal space invaded by my mother. And all these different things. You know, I, I grew up, I was the brunt of all the bad jokes in my family because... They weren't funny jokes, and so I didn't get them. (laughs) And, you know, I tell you this not to elicit sympathy or empathy, but to let you know that, yes, I experienced what it meant to be belittled, what it meant, what it feels like to be always chosen last, what it feels like to be considered the stupid one in the family. And then, you know, growing up like that, my self-esteem was pretty shot. Uh, 
You know, I developed an eating disorder when I was in high school. And of course, getting married, I got pregnant and then married. And yeah, that was not a very pleasant experience either, I have to say. The same dynamics continued. I married my mother and father. And that was pretty difficult. Again, my self-esteem took so many hits. You know, at the time, <laughs> at the time, you know, marital rape was not illegal when I first got married. That kind of gives you a hint about my age. And consequent, and also I was in deeply in um, Judeo-Christian church. Reformed Presbyterian Church. I was very much indoctrinated by that. And so when it came along, my kids grew up, and my husband left, combination of me kicking him out and him leaving for another woman, um, being told, oh, I never loved you in the first place. Oh, my gosh, you know. Well, those are some pretty low places. I had no idea what to do. I'd been a stay-at-home mom. And struggling to figure out, like, how do I actually make a living? There I am in my 40s. Early 40s. <laughs> and just wondering, like, how do you do this? How do you take care of yourself? And... You know, I'm. I, this is a really brief synopsis. I'm not going deep into this story. I'm giving you enough of this story so that you can understand that, yes, I went through the same problems. I went through being in an abusive home. I went through being raped and being in an abusive marriage. And I'm here to tell you that it doesn't end there. There's a happy ending. But I'm also wanting to tell you a little bit about the other side of my life. So I grew up in a musical family. So music, music was such a big part of my life. I performed since the time I was seven years old. And at eight, my first performance on the cello was for the King of Norway. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, going through school, becoming a musician... But I got married, had kids, and I uh, went back to school and studied jazz flute. And I have to tell you, here's another little wrinkle on this story. Because of all the abuse, I had the most horrific stage fright. Stage fright just crippled me. I remember one time as, an, as a child hiding in the bathroom over and stomach pain and they came and my mom found me and they carried me up on stage and they put the cello in front of me and I played the cello I played just fine and then they came and carried me off the stage again that's how bad the stage fright was but for some reason I continued on the musical path so when I got divorced I went back to school again to finish that bachelor's in music and jazz flute, jazz studies, jazz performance. 
And I did, I finished it. And then I sort of wandered around. I went to Spain for a while and I uh, came back. And then I ended up coming out to the Southwest. I grew up in New Mexico, part of my growing up. And so coming back to the Southwest was really my, my dream. And I came back and I ended up in Service City, New Mexico. Again, penniless, not knowing what to do. It's such a tiny town, you can't support yourself as a musician. So I ended up going back to school again, and this time I went back to school to get my master's in counseling. It was a two-year program, and I did it, and I began my healing journey. This is when my healing journey began. I was required to do supervision slash counseling, and it was transformative. My internship was doing non-directive play therapy with children from three to five years old. And again, it was as if I were healing my own inner child. It was, it was beautiful. It was amazing. And I came out and I got a job working with children at an agency for a while. And then I got the job at the Battered Women's Shelter the domestic violence shelter. And that, I forgot to tell you, that was my dream. When I went back to school, I thought, that's where I want to work, said the domestic violence shelter. And I didn't realize it at the time, but there was only one opening. And a year after I graduated, that opening opened up, and I got the job. Many people asked me, several of my friends asked me, they said, well, are you going to be able to do that job and not get triggered because of your own domestic violence past? Your own domestic violence family that you grew up in and then the marriage you were in? And, you know, it's not knowing what you might be getting into. But nonetheless, no, it was perfect because I have the experience, because I understand, because I get it, what women are going through when they're experiencing difficult, difficulties in their relationships, it was a perfect fit. And my own healing continued. I learned more. I understood more. I read books. I went to trainings. I worked with the women who came to see me. And the stories that they told me are heartbreaking, heartbreaking stories. And yet so many of them rose above, rose above their circumstances. They, they, they left and they became strong on their own and they began to have their own lives and begin, make their own choices. And each one of these was such an amazing win an amazing accomplishment, an amazing new life for them. And it was so exciting to be part of that, to be a witness, to know that I was supporting them on that particular journey. 
And how do I wrap all this together? I'm not going to go too long on this, but I guess it comes back to, I want to say, what I stand for. This, you know, working with women, working with my own healing has made me realize that I stand for radical self-love and feminine empowerment. And like I said at the beginning, changing the world one woman at a time. So what is radical self-love? You know, it really hit me not that long ago that, you know, they say to love others, you have to love yourself. And and I've grappled with that. I thought, what in the world does that even mean? What do you mean you have to love yourself before you can love others? I'm always giving to others. I'm always loving others. And I was always a doormat to others and was taken advantage of for so many years of my life. But I thought I was giving and loving, and I was. I was giving and loving. But there was a play there was a part that was missing because I think we all have a certain amount of self-love. We all have a certain amount of self-preservation. You know, we have fear and we want to take care of ourselves and we want to get what we need to get and have food and shelter and love and relationships. And sometimes we scramble for those things because we do have self-preservation. And I think each one of us, as human beings, we want and deserve love. We want and deserve relationship and to know that we can have our basic needs met. And even going beyond that, have needs for entertainment, needs for enjoyment and love, um, ex- exuberance in life. But until we can get to that point where we deal with our own inner deep- I call it, in the heroine's journey, I call it our inner shadow work. And of course, that comes out of Carl Jung's teaching about the shadow. And many people talk about the shadow and how do you access your shadow and how do you work through the issues your shadow brings up? Well, I think that's key to working through how do you actually have self-love How do you accept the shadow? Because in accepting and loving the shadow, we are accepting and loving those parts of ourselves. Because the shadow is part of us. It's it's our parts that are, either we're embarrassed by these parts or we've been shoving them down. And sometimes, you know, there are parts of us that are skills and talents Like maybe you're a really good artist, but you're never able to have a chance to bring it out and and play with the art. Um, How many beautiful, wonderful artists I'm imagining in the world that have been told that art is not a real job. Hello. Well, you know, I was telling you some musician and of course I got that oh no you can't do music that's not a real job you can just do it as a hobby and that was my family because I told you I grew up in a musical home my mother is an amazing violinist and yet was she able to pursue that no 
she had to go back to school. She was encouraged, quote unquote, to go back to school. And she got her master's in education, her doctorate in education, special ed. And um, But all she wanted to do was play her violin. She also played in every symphony of, of every town that we ever lived in, in a city. When we were in Las, Cru Las Cruces, she played in the El Paso Symphony, drove down there every week. Um, so that, that idea that art and music is not a real job. It also affected my marriage because my ex-husband is an amazing artist, but he also never had the opportunity to pursue it. Or he wasn't able to take advantage of the opportunities that were there for one reason or another. So back to the shadow. The shadow can be our anger, our embarrassing parts, and it can also be our skills and our talents that we aren't able to express for one reason or another. And addressing the shadow and addressing this idea of radical self-love, you know, there are choices that we make and there are things that we can't change. But to have the opportunity to work through and really experience self-love on this radical, life-changing way, that's what I'm about. I believe in. That's what I care about. I think if we all, every single human being in the world, if we could actually access this part of us and be healed from our internal trauma, be healed from traumatic brain injuries, be healed from chronic stress and tension and anxiety. I think that would be, that would make the world the most beautiful, wonderful place. And that is my dream. That's what I stand for. How can we truly love ourselves and truly love each other? <laughs> so thank you for listening to my story this far. I'm I'm not working from notes today. I just am on sort of a stream of consciousness. Because, you know, talking about our stories, talking about who I am, talking about what I stand for, talking about who I think you are and what I think you can accomplish and what I believe for every human being. I believe that each human being has the answer, has the ability to love themselves, has the knowledge of what is really their values, their truth, their authenticity. I believe that's inside of each person. And my, my role, as I see it, is to be a guide. I'm an intuitive guide, which means I just intuitively allow the conversation to bring us to that place where we can uncover what you're going through, what you're experiencing, what you need to know about yourself, and how you can love yourself even more. <laughs> And so along that lines, there's been the heroine's journey. You know, the heroine's journey is how I have um, used my training from over the years. And I'm putting it into a format. It's sort of like, you know, a step-by-step -step format in a way, even though 
like everything, nothing is step by step. Nothing is linear. Everything is circular. But putting it in sort of a step by step awareness journey might be how you might put it. It's an awareness. How do we become aware of who we are and what we are, what we're experiencing today? what we experienced in the past and how that affects us today. How do we live in the now? How do we live with hope? And yeah, how do we live with hope? How do we go into the dark areas and expose them in a healthy way, in a loving way, in a way that brings healing and the ability to make choices based on what you really want. You know, what do you want? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I think I'll end with a little story. So I was a young mother and I had two boys. And when I went through my divorce, my two boys were 18 and 19 years old. And they decided to leave home you know, is the age of doing it. But of course, I was going through a divorce and empty nest syndrome. It was just a little much for me. And I, but I knew I had to come up with my motherly blessing. I needed to send my children off into the world with, with a blessing, you know, what, you know, send them off. And so I decided, I came up with three things. The first one was, my first admonishment was take care of your relationships. In other words, be the best friend, the best father, the best husband, the best son, the best grandchild, the you know, the best person that you can be in every single relationship that you're in. And then the next one was the next admonishment. I said, all right, and once you've taken care of that, have fun. What does that mean? That means whatever you choose to do in life, enjoy what you do so much that you can't wait for your feet to hit the ground and do what you do in the world and be the best you in the whole wide world. And then the third admonishment, I realized, well, there are, our issues that come up. So the third thing I said is then learn forgiveness. You learn how to forgive yourself for your own shortcomings. Learn to forgive others. Because forgiveness is, again, back to the first admonishment, The forgiveness is a way to restore relationships, restore relationship with yourself, restore relationship with others. And if those are the most important things, relationship and having fun, then you got to forgive too. Anyway, I don't really know how to end this episode, but I just wish the best for you. And, oh yeah, of course I need to do my call to action. Please, if you're interested in talking to me, um, go to my website at thegoddessarchetypecode.com and click on the booking page and you can book um, a session to talk with me to see if you want to work with me. Because, of course, this is what I do. I work with women primarily. 
and um, that's on the website. And I will get a message to get in touch with you, and we will have a Zoom meeting and have a little chat. So I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to hear from you, and I look forward to talking with you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Looking for the light, it's a daily fight and things go bump in the night. The news of the day is outrageous, that's what the mad folks say. Who told you that he